Hello, everybody. Welcome to the PTF Podcast, The Jump Net. This is Sergeant M. Ryan here with PFC M. Baker here today. Say hello. Hi. He said hello. Good job. Um, today we're going to talk to him, interview him, see how things are going, how he's doing. Um, he's pretty relatively new to the PTF here, so we're going to get the chance to look into the recruitment process and how trainings and PRT goes um, as a new guy in the unit. So, Baker, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, so I joined a little bit over a month ago. I am uh, in second platoon first squad with Ryan and uh, designated auto rifleman. There you go. There you go. Uh, how'd you learn about the PTF? How about that? Um, so actually uh, someone who I knew from another community uh, mentioned the group to me and I checked it out and was pretty interested. So that's how I joined. And then I brought a couple of my friends yeah, good deal. Awesome. That's awesome. Loving people. Um, sent, now, were they in the unit still when you joined, or are they kind of like just out, you know, playing Arma 3 or whatever? Uh, who, the person who invited me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was Fox. So ah, he, Fox, he left yeah. a little bit after that. Fox, a great guy, yeah. I'm glad he invited yeah. you guys, though. Good, really cool of him. Yeah, and, and I mean, he's really into uh, Milsim, and he was great, but uh, yeah, he's sticking to his other unit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he told me about that, but yeah, that's cool. Um, so, all right, let's go ahead. Um, how did your um, initial recruitment process go? How did that, who, who brought you in and how did it go? Tell us about that. Um, so I talked to Pearson. Um, he was my recruiter and uh, it was just a process of uh, hopping in TeamSpeak with him and talking to him about what my interests were as far as what I wanted from the unit, what I enjoy doing uh, with Milsim. And uh, that was pretty much it. Yeah. <sighs> Cool, cool. And what and what are you interested in, Milson? Like, what are you looking for? What what have you found in the PTF at least that kind of like um, tickles your pickle? Yeah. So like one half of it is like what we're doing. It's just uh, it's a fun game. It's it's fun stuff. Right. Um, I like the realism. Uh, and the other half is the people just hanging out with a good group, and that's why a good group makes all the difference. Oh yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely true, and I'm sure everybody can attest to that part. So we got you. So you've had your recruitment. You said it went really well. Pearson was your guy. Now don't suck his dick too much here. He serves around his podcast. Um, good job, Pearson. Glad he brought him in. Pearson is a pretty good recruiter. He's out there. He's pretty often. Most guys will either see him or a few of the other guys, other recruiters. Pearson's pretty active right now. So while you were recruit, how how did it feel to be a recruit in the PTF in the Discord? How how did that go for you? It was uh, it was really welcoming and cool because actually before I even did my recruit training, I was welcomed to uh, hop in for a squad training. So I met the guys and got a little bit of background before I even really learned what we what how to play the game basically. Oh, good, good. Weren't you one of the first guys that we um, started the system where we put the new recruits into their own squad channels? With that the was right group? after me. Right um, after you. Okay. Yeah, but in the recruitment process. Uh, they had decided since Fox was in two one, um, you know, that I would probably be heading there already. Right, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So for those who don't know, we've started the new process, and it, it, I I think it works. You think it works? Um, I mean, it's kind of not a big difference in my opinion because, like, okay. I just invited me for that training anyway. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Well, what I've noticed, at least, and I'm sure a bunch of other people have noticed, is that we start putting recruits in. They we embed them with the squads nowadays. Once you recruit, you recruit, and you stay in the recruit um, training platoon, um, obviously in the recruit channel in the Discord, which are also then given tags and an assignment to a certain squad within the company. And you guys can sit in the Discord and talk to them and show up to their things and get to know them and kind of learn more about the unit while you're waiting to go through PRT. Excuse me, gotta take a burp. 
so I'm, I've seen a lot of um, a lot of good out of that process, and hopefully, it's uh, being seen a lot more. So, okay, cool. Um, good recruitment. So, how did PRT go through? What do you, what did you think of PRT? How did that go? Who, uh, who was your PRT instructor, and uh, what did you think? So, I did it with Phillips, which was okay. kind of nice because uh, he is our squad leader. Um, so, I got I got kind of a sense of how he trains and everything. Um, and it was really helpful for me having not played Arma really in many years and um, not being familiar with Ace. Because, you know, they go over some armor stuff, but they also go over the uh, Milsim add-ons and some some stuff, which is just kind of our standard operating procedure. Right, right, right. Good. Yeah, and I'm definitely, as I've mentioned before, the NCOIC of S7, so I know how that goes. And I'm glad that the training is actually working, is very instructive for you guys who, you know, you may have laid off Armor 3 for a while or don't qu- or don't quite know how, you know, a marine unit works or even the paramarines themselves so i'm really glad that's good um how did your para drop go for those who don't know we do para drops in every prt where the um recruits and their um instructor and everybody else who's there gets into a bird of some kind and para drops out um on the training grounds how'd that go uh i failed i mean well <laughs> they let me pass but it wasn't a pretty situation um so what i happened? i um i i forgot how to do it right and i used the I used the wrong eject, you know, I think I used like the scroll wheel instead of the ace interact for the eject, even though I used the ace interact to hook up. Um, so anyway, it was, I just did it wrong and I died oh. and, uh, and they said I didn't have to do it again, but I came back a couple days later just to have the experience and know how to do it. Right. Right. Good. Now, were they trying to have you do the fall off the ramp mod at that point or was that just a regular, um, stand up hookup? Uh, stand up hookup. Okay, I thought so. Because we had a mod at one point where it, it, it was really cool um, in an idea where you would be able to actually stand and walk around inside of the back of the plane and then walk out and then actually fall where you're supposed to be, which is really cool. But, yeah, you know, Armor 3 like, being Armor 3, you know, things... Yeah, like a good experience, but um, handling people actually walking inside of a moving vehicle sounds uh, not good for a multiplayer yeah. game. Well, it, it was good for small groups and small teams. That's the thing, is it worked really good for that. But when you have a whole company trying to jump out of a C-17, which is really cool. Seeing 40-some guys in a C-17 is awesome. Just the amount of time it takes those guys to walk out and the very slow walk, walking pace of having two backpacks on, it just doesn't make it that well for logistics. But it, it worked really good regardless. It was a it was a good small thing. It'd be like, definitely good for like PSO or for like squad inserts. I hope to see that one day. I haven't seen it yet. It'll be definitely in discussion. I don't know what the mod standpoint is right now with S4 and how they're thinking about it, but that would be a cool implementation if it were to come back. All right, so we've gone over your PRT, your recruitment process and how it went, all that kind of stuff. So how many trains have you taken besides PRT? Uh, I mean, I, I show up to the squad training every time, uh, and we had a unit training, and I also do every attendee's choice. And if there's an opportunity to train another day of the week, I show up for that because um, I have some time and this is like my only game right now. Right. So go ahead and tell me about the um, attendees choice. Um, for those who don't know, the attendees choice obviously is a um, optional training um, time during the week where those who show up can um, choose which training course, whether it's an assault marine course or anything like that, can be taught depending on who needs what or who wants to train on what. So go ahead and tell us about those you've taken. Not too much detail if you don't want to, 
a kind of the vibe, kind of how it goes along, kind of your feelings on how the experiences you've had probably. All right. Yeah. So, um, so trainer shows up to that. Um, and since it's a standard time every week, usually it's you know, maybe five ish guys, more or less. Um, and we get, we get some good stuff done. Usually it's a course or two and the courses, um, for any people interested in the unit, those are, uh, just qualifications that you need to do certain things and get promoted at some point. Um, so we try to learn what a lot of people there are interested in learning. And, uh, it's, it's very, it's, it's relaxed, you know, it's, it's a course. There's some, uh, there's some listening to a, a bit of a lecture and then there's some practice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's usually how most trainings, you know, good trainings at least would go. You know, every, every, whenever you learn about something, you have to listen about something. You can't just learn something by doing it, you know, unless you're running a game tutorial. And we can't obviously make game tutorials like that. We're not, you know, full-on coders. But running trainings like that, it definitely, I, I've seen it help. I've had those trainings before, at least in the old PTF. I really thought they helped, and I've ran them and taken them before. So do um, you think they're helping? Are you learning stuff of these trainings? Yeah, definitely. Um, and you do have to have both. You have to have, you have to learn the knowledge and then you have to practice. And usually um, just practicing that one time during the training doesn't really solidify those skills, but it maybe commits it to memory. And then you work on it, you know, next stop, next training, you kind of have that information and you can make those habits. Right. And you can always reattend these trainings too. It's not just a one-time thing where you guys only need to show up for the one time. If you guys want to practice these skills, you can show up to as many of those kinds of courses if you want. You could attend every mount training if you really wanted to to get your mount skills really down pat, which is the best yeah. thing about it. We do enough of that in squad training, though. <laughs> oh, that's for sure, yeah. 2-1 definitely loves their mount training. That is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, uh, Squad training is going to be hit on another time. So let's go ahead. Uh, let's ask a few questions about being a recruit. If you were to give advice or recommendations or even experiences to someone trying to become a part of the PTF, what kind of information could you give them about being a recruit? information advice something like that uh people um want to help you especially like squad lead assistant squad lead uh just talk to those people ask them questions your recruiter also my recruiter pearson um had a bunch of questions for him and uh we we voice called and, and talked about it um so he was really nice about that um but yeah people want you to do well so just don't be shy don't be quiet yeah, that's really cool. I haven't heard much from recruits about their recruitment experience, so this is a great insight. And I'm really glad Pearson takes the time out to answer your questions, and even voice call. You know, I don't know many people who are willing to take the time out of their day to sit back and, you know, have a Discord voice call with somebody who's brand new to the unit and actually answer their questions and kind of give them that rundown of how things go. So that's really awesome. I hope a lot of the other recruiters are doing that for the uh, for the unit and for everybody joining in. Yeah, it uh, it was it was nice, like, having that as my first impression. That is awesome. I'll definitely let Cook know to give Pearson the uh, good old pat on the cheeks. All right. That is fantastic. So you guys a lot about recruitment. Let me hit on a few topics we ask everybody else um, here in the jump net. Let me scroll up a little bit. Um, while I'm sitting here, go ahead and tell us about um, your experiences so far, the, like the stuff you've enjoyed so far in the PTF, just in general, ops, trainings, the community, stuff like that. All right. Well, um... I always have fun with my squad because uh, we have a pretty awesome group. Just saying. Um, okay, just because I'm your ASA, you're going to kiss my ass like that. You, <laughs> oh, you no, can I'm be not honest. talking about you. Oh, okay. Wow, about, wow. Never mind. Never mind. Kiss my well, ass, please. I'm talking about everyone. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, it's a good group of guys. You know, we have some funny characters. We have some uh, more serious characters. Um, but it's the attitude is is good among everyone. Um, so kind of doesn't matter as much what we do. You know, it's always a good time, even if we're just, uh, you know, doing something a little tedious like Last Stop. Um, still enjoy being there with the guys. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with what I do, which is designated automatic rifleman, because when I was actually in my recruitment process, um, they asked what I wanted to do. I was like, don't, aren't you guys like low on rifleman? Like every other unit, do you need me to be a rifleman? I don't really mind. They're like, no, you can, you can be a DAR. We want that. <laughs> and so, yeah, I get to do something pretty cool, which is lay down a high volume of fire. Yeah. Really, honestly, I'd, lo- I'd love a freaking bunch of guys with machine guns over anybody with a rifle. Oh, so I, I'm, I'm better with a rifle anyway. But yeah, machine guns are always definitely something good to have around. Um, so awesome. I'm glad you guys are like it. I'm glad you're really enjoying your spot. It's it's nice to see DARs actually enjoying their spot. I don't know if you guys like McAllister. McAllister just lives off of the freaking cheddar of a machine gun. No bunch of other guys like that. So that's awesome. That's fantastic. Um, so go ahead and tell me. Uh, was I here at last operation? I think I was, wasn't I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you drove. Right. You drove a vehicle. <laughs> That's right. I drove the striker. We kidnapped <laughs> twice. We, vehicle, we, yeah. we kidnapped two striker. Not Danish. It was a. It was a lend lease vehicle. Right. Um, right. I guess uh, since I'll go ahead and explain this upcoming campaign. I know we went over it last um, jump net with uh, Thunder, but as we've went over before, the Danes are having a re- revolution about Second Amendment. Um, like fascist, communist, something like that's going on. I don't know if they anyway, call it Second Amendment there, but yeah. Yeah, our Second Amendment there, whatever the hell they want to call it. But pre- pretty much, uh, I mean, you can split the story of what two wanted last up. You, you can tell me how you guys did on the ground. I'll tell you guys how fucking cool it was to drive that striker around. Um, we um, convoyed up um, to one of the major cities on the west side from the major airfield we'd taken the previous operation, which I wasn't there for. We can probably talk about that if you'd like to. But um, convoyed up there, we had um, used Humvees. Well, a bunch of the guys had taken out some strikers, and I'm like, if that striker's still active, it looks pretty all right. So the first striker we get, you know, there's a few things red on it. It's fine. Machine gun works and it drives. So it's nice. We use it for a little bit. It's got thermals, all that kind of stuff. So then we're getting ready to move. <laughs> well, I think I think it was Phillips and Bodwin's vehicle. I'm not sure who, or who was driving it. But they, like, touched to the side with their side and shot us into orbit. And so me oh, and yeah. Havel, me and Havel ended up in the ocean, like six kilometers to the northwest of where we were at. Yeah, that's an armor moment. Definitely an armor moment. I was, I was uh, reaching out to somebody to uh, fix the situation. Havel, I guess, had died on impact or something like that. He was knocked out, or whatever. But I had managed to get out of the striker before it sank. And um, even though I got taken back, or I don't know what happened. What did I do? Anyway, I'd gotten back, but as soon as I got back to where I was supposed to be, I crashed. So. That was that. So go ahead and tell us about your part, and then I'll come back and finish up with my other part of the striker. How did uh how did the ground element go? How'd you guys do um kicking down doors? I mean, it was uh there weren't a lot of enemies actually, so it was uh let's say it was a, a chill operation. Um, just a couple of firefights, uh, more toward the beginning. Um, and then we uh yeah we cleared out a huge chunk of town. It was probably. 50 plus buildings that our squad had to take care of. Um, so it was a mix because the beginning was like, you know, sitting up on a hill, uh, going after a couple targets from super long range. Um, yeah, and then we got got in there and finished the job. 
Yeah, and I can say at least it would have been great for us to have more contacts in the city. I can guarantee you that. I would have loved that. But I can guarantee from a playing standpoint, having all of us in that small area with all them buildings and then throwing AI into them with contacts, it would have been like five frames. So I'm definitely a little thankful there wasn't too bad, but it kind of sucks that most of us didn't get to shoot too much after the first half. But it is what yeah, it is. It I mean, frames, frames definitely stuck together, which is which is a good thing. You know, like being able to not watch a slideshow, which is which is nice. So yeah, some people have more problem than others, but exactly like the guys yeah. with uh, really nice gaming rigs complain about like 30 FPS. Yeah, Just everybody but thing. everybody but a certain somebody with a god tier Amazon PC complains about a little bit of frames every once in a while. Hmm. Amazon PC man never has bad frames. <laughs> Uh, would you be able to say who that is? Uh, no, I don't want to call him out like okay. that. He, he right. knows who he is. He knows who he is. When he's listening, he knows who I'm talking about. All right. Um, anyway, I'll finish up. So after I crashed and came back, I had I had seen through the other striker there was a second striker. So I sprinted across the open field to get the second striker. Got the second striker. And it was perfectly fine. I don't know who attacked it, what hit it, but whatever they did to disable it or get the, the AI or the crew out, whatever they did, Left a pristine vehicle, no damage to it except for one broken wheel. I didn't realize that you actually got into a second one. I thought yeah, it was the yeah. same one the whole time. Nope. Well, the other one went like seven kilometers away to the bottom of Davy Jones' yeah. locker. So. I didn't hear about that during the op. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Accidents like that don't trickle down too often. But yeah, I got the second one. It was so much better. I had to come back and find a, um, a wheel from something, but we got it fixed up and it was just so much fun. Like, I love like being able to like acquire um, fancy vehicles like that, which it sucks we can't use strikers, but it's not the Marine Corps um, loadout. So, but being able to acquire tech and vehicles and be able to use that against the enemy is fantastic, especially when it allows us to augment our force and really fight back and push them. Not to mention, it is lend-lease gear. According to the Road to War, we're supposed to secure any kind of equipment like that and bring it back. Okay, so that's your excuse when they tell you that you is my that that is my excuse. I okay. was I was achieving points on the road to war of bringing back American lend-lease equipment. All right. That, that is my, that was my dying hill. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it, it was to our benefit in the end. I mean, it, it was, it, it really worked out. It, it was don't good ask how to, we got there. Yeah. Don't ask how I got there. Just got there. Um, I definitely was listening on 70 for a while when a few of the, um, uh, platoon command got knocked down and my, my, my radio stayed on seven zero for some other reason, even though I changed it. Um, but I kept hearing guys ask where that striker was doing. I'm like, please don't shoot me. I have, I have a flag flown. Yeah, I have a little a one foot flag. <laughs> I have a little PTF <laughs> flag. Please don't shoot rockets at me. Please don't bomb me from orbit. Please don't have mag 36 rocket strike me. It's not worth it. I can't believe I haven't seen them, uh, do blue on blue yet. Does it happen? I really shouldn't say it, but it does. Accidents do happen. Um, miscommunications, um, you know, not being able to PID contacts depending on terrain and conditions. It does happen. It's not great when it happens, and people get, you know, this and that about it. But it does happen, unfortunately. But it, but these days, it's definitely a rarer occurrence than it used to be, and that's fantastic. I'm glad it's not a often occurrence these days. It's more of a common occurrence to hit somebody get 40 millimeter by somebody else than it is to have mag 36 strike them, which is awesome. What the hell? Yep, that's happened to me. Yep. Yeah. So that's definitely a good thing. I'm glad that um, we're able to trust mag 36 on closer. Glad they got their stuff together. Yes, and they've done really well about that lately. And I'm hoping they get their F-18 soon. Really excited for that. Uh, whenever that happens, which is you know 
think so. It was Lego. All right, let me see what else here. All right, let's go ahead. What's your favorite story from the PTF so far? You've only been here a month, but I'm sure you've had a uh, fun experience so far. Tell us your best experience or your most memorable. Most oh, I don't know. Experience. Every every single thing, um, every day has its moments. Yesterday, um, we were just doing squad training, and uh, and I I went down, and while they were uh, healing me, the medic accidentally shot me, and then later on. <laughs> Another member of our fire team went down and the medic was healing him and accidentally shot him. Um, and that's, that seems like a, a rare occurrence. I'd like um, to ask, um, yeah. t- type it in, type it in the chat who the corner was. Type that in the chat. I, w- I want to laugh about that, but we don't need to call him out here on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, it, 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 it happens with ACE. Um, sometimes when you're doing, ser- oh, I, <laughs> I can, I can see the latter one doing that. I can see that. Um, but yeah, definitely with Ace when you're doing certain stuff and you come back, or even with Arma Three itself when you tab back in and you're doing something, sometimes your gun just decides to go off. So it, it, yeah, happens. that's what it was. That's what they blamed anyway. They said yeah. it was the medical yeah. menu. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've been, I've been in PSO <clears throat> and I'm sitting there, and we're walking around, and we're sitting there waiting, and I tab out to go do something, and I tab back in and my gun goes off. And thank God I have a suppressor on all the same time. But having your gun go off like that just makes you almost shit your pants. Yep, I've done it. Yeah, and there's no help when you're a corpsman. You actually freaking double tap someone to the head trying to take care of him. Make sure job works. Make sure you're a bozo. What it happens? All right. Hmm. <laughs> Get close to the end of my questions here. All right, here's one. Here's one. It's similar to one of the questions I asked earlier. Um, so if you had a friend that you're gonna bring into the PTF, or I'm sure you've had friends already that you brought into the PTF. Mm-hmm. What would you or what have you said to them that has got them to actually join up? Let's see. Let's see. Um, definitely the fact that it's a good group because, you know, like I mentioned, that's that's at least half of it is the people not sucking. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't mean like not being bad at the game. I mean, like being people that you want to spend time with because you do. And uh, it's the same group of guys, you know, two, three, four days a week. So hopefully you like them. Right. Of course. Yeah. So that's what I told. I mean, that's one of the things I told Frankie, we came from another um, group that uh, a year ago we were playing with and uh, some of them were a little dramatic. And so uh, I told him that, you know, that we have a good group here and it's good guys. Good. Congratulations. Um, that's awesome. What else would you tell them? Like what, what about, um, what about the gameplay? Would you tell them about? As you said, uh, the, the, the group's half the battle. What's the other half? Uh, well, of course, the other half is is what you actually do. And uh, it's pretty cool because we do a good variety of stuff. You know, we do land, air, and sea. So we're out there uh, doing uh, beach assaults and jumping out of uh, ospreys and, uh, and doing convoys. So you get a good variety. You do all the fun stuff. Yeah, a little bit of everything. And if you ever got into PSO, you'd be able to do um, submersible stuff. Maybe one day. That's definitely a, definitely a thing to look into. It's definitely fun when it can be, which is awesome. Um, trying to clear my throat between sentences. Um, let me think here. I'm, there's, there's, there's something I wanted to ask. I just now forgot it. Just now, Oh, remembered it just now. Okay. So you've right. only been here for a month, but where are you looking to go? What are your... Um, prospects for being here in the PTF? Where do you want to end up? What do you want to do going forward long term? Um, 
you know, I think it'll all just kind of fall into place because, um, you know, right now I feel comfortable where I am just, uh, having a big gun and shooting at things when people tell me to, and then I'll get my, uh, my skills up in time. And then, um, you know, if I get to the point of fire team leader, then that'll probably happen when I'm ready for it, et cetera. Right. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, that's awesome. I'm glad you're really, um, engaged with your spot, really enjoying what you've been doing, you know, not reaching any boredom yet, kind of just enjoying yourself, really, really getting into the, you know, some, um, immersion. That's awesome. Yeah. It's all a good time. Yeah. Um, getting, that's the end of my questions for the most part. Um, let's, let's change it up a little bit. You have any questions for me or something like that? Like hit me with some stuff. Oh no, I didn't bring any. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I, I asked Pearson for something. He really didn't have much either. So <laughs> play ball. Okay. Ryan, what's it like, um, being the assistant squad leader? Oh, wow. I'm sure I've hit on this before in another podcast, but it's fine. Um, it's fine. Okay. Good answer. No, yeah. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it is fine. It's great. Um, I love being able to talk to you guys, hit you guys up, and be able to like chat in the channel. It's really fun, and the squad trainings are awesome. Phillips is really busy sometimes; can't hit it up. I love being able to take you guys out and really put you guys to the grindstone, really get you guys working. Yeah, for those who don't know, Ryan uh, does the training like half the time, in my experience. Yeah, and I definitely, um, I, I, I know Zeus pretty well for the most part. You know, the basics and some decent, a, a few advanced things, and I like to be able to put these guys in situations that really get them, you know, out of their comfort zone and really push them. Um, you know, whether yes, it's large machine guns, hills, or yes, you like to mow us down. Uh, I don't. The AI do when you guys goof up. How about that? How about that time when uh, you were uh, sitting at the end of that peninsula, um, shooting at us while we bounded up with no cover, and then we got pretty <laughs> close, and then you and then you slaughtered us. Okay, okay, that's because you guys ran out of smoke. <laughs> first of all, you ran out of smoke. So the yeah. story behind that one is, I was trying to teach them large, large open field open bounty against overwhelming contact. So I had a ZSU-23 in the back of a pickup um, at the end of a peninsula. I told him, pack as much smoke as you can. Reach me. If I see you in the smoke, I'm going to shoot a burst at you. And that's how it went. So for the and I'll most be part, honest, we did pretty bad. It was it was a sloppy job. Honestly, honestly, you guys did pretty well, depending on what... Were you with Havel? I was, um, I think, with the Charlie guys. I think you guys did better than you did, than Havel's team did. I think I, I didn't have a radio left. at first. And, oh yeah, uh, that, yeah, that was you. I remember that. You we weren't talking radio. to each other, and like our teams weren't talking to each other, so it was right. Kind yeah, of, I think uh, you guys kind of just went Rambo on it. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, I, I feel like I didn't shoot you guys as much because you guys had better smoke cover, which was good. But you guys definitely ran out of smoke a little faster and had a much larger range to go. Mm-hmm. At least um, Havel's team had a little bit of hill to climb up though. But Havel ran out in front of him, so I mowed him down. But um, that's just training. Sometimes you guys gotta you know get punished. It's how it is. Yeah, wish you there for it. Uh, yesterday we did a great job. Yeah, I wish I was there. Unfortunately, I had to work a little extra, but it's fine. But yeah, it's it's the same thing. Just open cover, and uh, it really went well. Yeah, it's definitely reinforcement. I've learned, I've learned at least, and it's from my experience in operations that I learn the most when I go down and I have time to sit there and look at the black screen and think about what just happened. What could I have done better? (laughs) What what could I have done better? The black screen. I know I do too, but it's the best to sit there and think, what have I done wrong to get me in this position? Then you you have time to think. You're not sitting there being worried about talking to somebody or answering questions or do something else. You're sitting there. You have nothing to do. Your hands off your keyboard. Excuse me. And all you got to do is think about what just happened. I think that's the best time to actually learn from your mistakes. And that's why I think live fire is definitely a um, critical component of training. Is because you can stand around. Yeah, exactly. You can stand around and talk about all you want. But until you get shot at and take hits and go down, 
you don't learn anything because you're not experiencing what it's really like to engage in that. Yeah, it, it can't be a controlled situation. No, not, you know, not to the degree possible. You got to it's got to be as real as you can get it. Exactly. And, and obviously that ZSU thing was screwing around you guys a little bit, but it was a really exaggerated example of what, you know, I'm expecting of you guys to be able to cross fields like that. I guess a volume fire. Sometimes you'll engage tanks and AI tanks don't care. They'll just fucking pop a 120 millimeter round at you and just go through you and four guys. So it just happens, you know, and that's what I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm preparing you guys for the worst experience because once you've dealt with the worst, anything else is just easier. Yeah. And like our, our squad, um, so many of us are pretty new. Um, like a couple ops ago on the first, yeah, on the first op of this campaign, um, in the debrief, I mean, there's this one point during that op, we were in an open field pretty much and we got ambushed from all sides and we just got slaughtered. Like half our squad went down. We had a couple casualties and, um, in the debrief, um, I mentioned like, we don't know what to do in that kind of situation. Cause we, you know, you tell us what to do, but we got to have that practice. Um, and even in training, like you got to make it unpredictable so that we have to get that real experience of having to figure out what to do. Yeah. It's that must memory. You, know, you, you, you need to have done it before to be able to know what to do now because you can easily, you know, react with muscle memory to be able to engage in those contacts and deal with that situation. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. I was like uh, popping out of cover when I shouldn't have been, and yeah. got shot in the head. Yeah, and see, that's 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 the big thing: muscle memory, knowing when to pop out, when to not. Because really, most of my combat is muscle memory for the most part. But when I really think is when I got to do forty shots, the forty millimeter shots, I have to like I have to calculate those, and it's all it's all just eye guessing. And really, having more time on the field with a forty really allows you to just guess those shots and get them on point. So it's it's across all fields. Machine gunners, you know, you guys will know your range better the more times you have. Um, Learning how much we can shoot without jamming our guns. Yeah, yeah, that that that's for sure. That's for sure. You know, stuff like that. Rifleman can know, you know, where to hit a tank or an APC with a rocket launcher. You know, uh, forty millimeter guys can know where to pop a forty and get the most guys knocked out. You know, FTLs know how you know which guys are better at what and who gets this first on the stack, and just keeps going up the list of what you know. The more you do it, the more you experience it, the more you have experience failing, especially, is how you really kind of get to being better. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm, I'm thinking that's about pretty much the end. So um, thank I got you a final for, question oh, for you, oh, yeah. Ryan. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You asked me, oh. and I'll return the favor. Okay. Um, what are your future goals with the unit? Do you want to be a squad leader one day or what? Well, I don't know if you've known, but... I've pretty much climbed the ladder already. I know oh, you're old. I mean, in the unit. I'm pretty old, but um, I've already been company once this time around. Um, but I like to get there again. You know, I'm always I'm always glad to climb the ladder and be able to lead more guys and spread my um, you know, awareness and experience around. It's not, it's not just for me and you guys to be able to train like me and train with me and you know learn from all the mistakes I've made and kind of stuff like that. But it's always nice to be able to you know, see more into the other squads, be able to lend a few, you know, helping hands or a suggestion or a comment or a training experience to more people. So that's my thing is I, I'm, I go where I'm needed. Um, I like to, like to lead, like to be out there, like to be in the front of the field doing stuff and getting stuff done. That's my whole thing. I like getting the mission done, I like being in the front lines, you know, making it work. So that's really yeah, my thing. We don't thing want is. to lose all of our, uh, all of our experts. Have them all become officers, you know. Yeah, <laughs> good. Good to have guys like you who uh, 
aren't too good for us. Little old infantry in, guys. Old, old NCO backbone. I'll tell you what. Old yep. NCO backbone. Yeah, I think that answers it. So, well, thank you guys again for um, coming to the PTF podcast. Go ahead and feel free to um, hit the recruitment line. Join the PTF, theparamarines.com. It's been me, Sergeant M. Ryan. Thanks again, Baker, for coming on. Thank you for having me. No problem. And we'll see you guys again next time.